Hello, hello. For episode two of the Geek Out podcast, Christopher Phillips talks to us about skateboarding, about video games, and in general, just about nostalgia. So if you've listened to any of the episodes that he and I have done in the past, uh, you know that we kind of go into a bunch of different topics seems at times like we're going all over the place, but you know what? It always comes back to center and we always leave our conversations with more to talk about next time. So we do that here and uh, just giving you guys a little bit of a preview here in the next couple weeks because I do have the other interview formats coming up on the podcast and Mr. Phillips has done an interview for all three. So you're going to hear his perspective on a lot of different things here in the upcoming weeks. This was a fun conversation. I learned things about skateboarding that I had absolutely no idea Uh, of before we had this chat and I think you're going to enjoy it as well so without further ado here's the episode welcome to the podcast this is episode two and I have Mr. Christopher Phillips on the line with me today Uh, I should say again because we've done quite a few podcasts but uh but Chris how you doing today man I'm, I'm doing all right, hanging in there, can't complain. It's Wednesday, we're almost there. You That's know? right, man. This is a, uh, so this is episode two for this particular format, and, and I, I'm really glad to kind of caps, put today in a time capsule because this is my last day in my 30s, man, so this is this is super. <laughs> so. you reach, you, you've reached the pinnacle, huh? Uh, I, I, I still got a few more years on you, so you, you're still a youngin' to me, so you don't have nothing to worry about, Darrell. <laughs> I have to. I appreciate that because we we've had a few of these chats, and that's the first time you've ever called me youngin, sir. I, <laughs> that's um, true. So I'm I'm excited today because um, you know the the whole premise of the of these episodes is to really get people talking about the stuff that they're really really excited about, and you are. You, you, there's so many dimensions to you. Um, you know, we we've had some some pretty deep conversations around men's mental health, on health and fitness, all that stuff. Yeah, and we've right. talked about some of this stuff before with the video games and just kind of general 80s nostalgia because that's the time that, that you and I were, were really coming up, um, yeah. which we'll touch on. But I'm really fascinated about the skateboarding stuff, man. Like, so when, when did this start for you? And uh, just like, what got you hooked, basically? All right. So basically, that it started for me around, I want to say about 13, 14 years old. Um, you know, I had moved here from um, I had moved here from Jamaica, and we will touch about that on the arcade things and how that came into play. But um, basically, you know, I moved from Jamaica to a suburb of Boston. There was, and it's really that area was really like a lot of Irish and Italian, and then we were like the family, <laughs> you know. So it was like it was like eight of us just being uprooted and moved because my father. My father got an externship working at a hospital, um, a mental hospital in the area, and he got an externship there. And then, you know, so it was like, okay, we're moving to the America. And, you know, we're thinking, you know, the first thing I think, I'm thinking of movies and TVs, New York. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, we're moving to Boston. I'm like, I don't know what that, anything about that. And then we moved there. And then, you know, there was like, you know, it was like I was one of many. And then it was then it was just like, me I was like the token kid <laughs> so, so um just long story short to move it along it's there was a couple in my couple of kids in my neighborhood who got into it who got into skating and then 
It's like, well, you know, I want some friends, and I don't really like the team sports stuff that much. Um, I did play football in high school, but that's beside the point. But I didn't really like the team sports stuff that much, and skateboarding was kind of, you know, your 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 own team. So I started doing that with them, and I picked it up, and I did that till about from like thirteen to seventeen years old, and then. You know, after, you know, you get you get into girls and other things and then you just stop <laughs> doing that. Yeah, well, it, well it, and it de- I mean, definitely, yeah, as, as you get into it, man. So, yeah, when you get to be like 16, 17 years old, priorities shift. Yes, like, yes. You know, you, you mentioned how a bunch of the, the kids were in kind of like the, the skating, I guess, community. Um, mm-hmm. We, we've talked before, like th- this has been a pretty, like they were a pretty accepting group. I mean, you're, you're right. coming from Jamaica brand new kid in, in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. like trying, wanting to fit in, wanting to find a kind of a click. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about just kind of how welcoming they were uh, to, to you. Well, that that's the whole thing. There was no, um, you know, there was no like color barrier or anything like that. Like I wasn't being made a fun of for my accent. I wasn't made of being fun of for being different. So it was like, oh, if you could do these tricks and you're cool, you're with us. I mean, from the outside looking in, now I could look back at it and these some of these kids, they were very accepting of me, but I could see from like some people I've talked to about that they like one guy that I actually skate with now, he was just like, yeah, there were skaters at my school, but I would look at them and I'd be afraid to be, you know, around them. So it was like he had a total different like he was just like, yeah, I was a nerd and I got beat. He got into it during COVID. He's he's older. He's about he's about the same age as us. He's in his forties now. And um, he was just like, yeah, there was skater kids, but I'd be afraid of them when I was. So it's like totally different. But for me, it's like they accepted me. And you know, when I grew up, I had a total different experience. Um, you know, well, just dealing I, with I, them. And and that's always interesting too. Is like one like how one person's experience. Is going to be completely different from another um now when you pick this up because i mean dude any anytime i've ever watched skateboarding like i watch what seems to be the most basic thing because i've even said it to you i'm like man that looks awesome you're like well yeah i can still do this but i can't do this this right right what um you know like how long i mean how long did it take you to really pick it up was it something like within a few days weeks what, what, what? Oh, it, it took, it took, yeah, it took me quite a while. I mean, cause I mean, first you have the basics of just riding on the thing and such. So it did, it was something that I, that I, that took me a, a, quite a while. Cause I remember starting and not being able to do anything. And then, you know, like months going in, like I remember months going in, years going in. Like I even remember going to, I, I visited my family in, in London and bringing my skateboard with me. Cause I was so into it, like practicing and doing stuff so it took quite a while um to pick up you, you know you could get the basics of just riding around but then when you get into the tricks and doing other stuff it does take a lot of practice and such to, um to pick that up and to get into it and I'm, um, I'm assuming over i'm assuming over the course of years you've lost track of how many times you've fallen off and gotten into <laughs> yeah, yeah i've come <laughs> i remember one time there was this older girl in the neighborhood and she had a car and a bunch of us like, oh, jump, you know, grab the bumper and was like, go get on the street. And she gunned it. And I remember falling off and coming home with the whole eyebrow missing because I had so much road rash. <laughs> falling off. Yeah, yeah, it's many, many falls, many hurts. Luckily, I, I, I never broke anything, but 
dude that's that's that, that's that's actually impressive so <laughs> you mentioned that you skated from about 13 to 17 and then yes. you mentioned the guy that you are now skating with who picked it up during covid you do skate as an adult what what got you back into it and uh how's that been different now versus when you were a teenager? so i have a um a 13 year old son and he is very introverted very and I didn't want him to go down the line. Like you see, like we talk about the video games, but I didn't want him just doing that. And I noticed he did not like team sports. He didn't like anything. And I said, well, this kind of got me out of my shell. And, you know, I kind of got him into skateboarding one summer. And then I just remembered like the bug bit again. Like I was just like, well, you know, I'm older and I have time and I can afford the hobby because, you know, buying new skateboard stuff at, at the time, you, you kind of get like a little you know, disposable cash. So, <laughs> you know, being the over, overgrown, overgrown teenager that I am, I was like, well, when I bought him a deck, I said, maybe I'll grab one for myself too. And then, you know, and then COVID came, COVID came and gyms went away and I just wanted something else to be active. And yeah. I went down, I noticed, hey, there's parks here now. It's no longer sitting in a stop and shop parking lot, getting kicked out by the police and you know, waiting till they leave and go back and then skating because, you know, people don't want you on their property. There was no skate parks back when I did it in the 80s, um, in the late 80s, early 90s. So, but those are like, you know, they're, they're just everywhere now. There's like one, there's like two of them 15 minutes from my house. So and that, that's, a, that's a really interesting point too, because mm -hmm. skateboarding was popular in the 80s and 90s, but right there wasn't like a dedicated space for it. You're right. You're like in a public mm -hmm. place, trespassing basically everywhere you go. Yes. Um, yes. And yeah. So even though it was very popular, there really weren't that many places to do it. And we're talking in the greater Boston area. So it's not like we're talking uh, in a super, super small town now. Right. Right. Yeah. I, like I, most of the stuff was on the West coast. Most, most anything was, you know, that was like West coast centric, like, you know, California and stuff, they had parks and stuff, but out this way, nothing. That was just not, not heard of. Yeah, and well, yeah. So do you know, like, because I, I know, I have heard before that a lot of it started out in California and kind of moved east. Do you mm -hmm. study, like, the history of skateboarding at all? Or oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I watch all the documentaries. <laughs> I mean, I follow all the, even when I was out of it, um, like, if a documentary popped up on Netflix, I would sit and watch it. My wife is like, why the hell are you watching this? I was like, well, you know, I'm just... It's just something I'm into, you know, and even and I wasn't even skating them, but I still kept track of what these and I was like, oh, wow, these people are still doing it. Like even like, you know, like Tony Hawk, he's in his 50s. I met him when he was 24. I thought he was ancient then. I was like 13. <laughs> I remember I was like 13, 14. He actually came to Boston and did a demo. And I was just like, wow, he's 24. He's old. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Interesting how your perspective on on twenty four year on age and twenty being twenty four changes over time. Oh yes. Um, so like basically, so let let's get because I, I I'll be really interested if somebody listening has never really tried skating and they're kind of in our our age demo and they're like you know what I'm kind of interested in this so um, I'm assuming it started out in California probably like in the fifties and sixties right is that pretty much yeah yeah around that time yeah bunch of surfers who just wanted you know just when there was the tides weren't in they just wanted something to do and they just like you know just nailed some wheels to a skate roller skater wheels to a board and just went for it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's interesting too because a lot of times i mean somebody just thinks of of 
they got a problem and they think of a solution in just a slightly different way. And it just created this whole thing that wound up being kind of a grassroots movement. Now, uh-huh. as far as documentaries, if somebody was, again, like just now starting to get into skateboarding, uh-huh. do you have any off the top of your head? That you um, yeah, if they if they really wanted like like a throwback of what it is, they, um, they have that um, that Dogtown Z-Boys um, mm-hmm. thing. I guess it was a movie. They have a documentary, but they also had a like a movie that kind of edited down and made it for, for movies that came out as well. But that um, actually is like a good, you know, like it shows you like the grassroots of it and how, you know, how it became what it is today, you know, that we know of today. It shows like from the beginning before when it was just like surf shop saying, hey, yeah. you know, we got these kids who are doing this thing and, you know, going to contest and stuff. And then, you know, what, what it grew into today, like being sponsored and people actually making a living from it. And it's, and it's an entire culture. I mean, like it's, it's, it's fashion. It's, it's like you said, it's, it's, it's competition and, and people. Mm-hmm. And again, like, and I, I love documentaries like that because again, you start to see where something began and just what it can roll the momentum into and, and grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're actually a pro at doing these podcasts because we, we always like to have transitions and segues. And you actually gave me two. One mm-hmm. of it, we'll get there, but you mentioned being an adult, getting back into skating and having disposable income. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about just nostalgia in general from like where <laughs> when we grew up, because I swear all of the, I was in Target the other day and like all the toys that they have on the back wall now, I mean, they have like, Karate Kid and Ghostbusters and like just all of these action figures, of course, in the same packaging as, as from what we saw. Yes, what, yes. As far as like what what were the big kind of entertainment uh, culture type symbols that you remember, the pop culture type type symbols from your childhood, and then what was how did that kind of transition into what you what you do now as an adult for nostalgia? Because you've got a lot of it. Oh uh, yeah, well I mean this this is like. First, you gotta you gotta say heads down the whole the whole Cobra Kai. Yes. Um, that's like huge right now. And you, you just remember like as a kid, um, you know, when you had when you had um the karate kid, nobody wanted to be Cobra Kai then, everybody wanted to be, you know, Miyagi, but I, <laughs> but that'd be that whole thing like with the action figures is that what you're talking about uh, just just uh, just the whole just in general like the action well, figures and we're being know, it's like, yeah it, i mean that's you remember everybody wanted to be a ninja every, the whole being a knowing karate like i guess dojos must have made a killing back then because i remember so many kids were just were just joining up i i, I unfortunately never got to but, yeah. <laughs> but i wanted to <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. And it was like, because um, I, I went for a couple of lessons and mm. it was like, they explained like the whole belt process. And I, as a kid, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Cobra Kai. So, and this is kind of an interesting thing with <laughs> what you said about Tony Hawk, who's in his fifties now. Mm. I mean, the guys, uh, Ralph Macchio and uh, what's his name? Billy Zapka, I think. There you go, Billy Zapka, yep. William, yeah, William now, because like, yeah, they're, six, <laughs> like they're exactly. in their 60s this. I mean, and this is the whole thing, like, I don't even remember how old Mr. Miyagi was, but I don't even think he was in his 60s, and now you've got these guys still portraying oh, these characters. Giving them yeah, and life. it's like so popular, everything gets, everything gets reworked, everything is rehashed, and, you know, just twisted, and 
thing, but like you like you said, like I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But if you kind of think if you think back, like when we were in our 80s, like it was all the 50s nostalgia, like the back to the future and, and mm-hmm. you know stuff. It was dug. That was the time. And now we've reached that. <laughs> we've reached that phase of age. So it's all the 80s stuff. That's the He-Man. Like I was watching. I don't know. Something came up with He-Man and my son was like, oh, that's that thing that coming that's gonna come on tv soon and i'm just like that's he-man that's that's not something new that's and they have the figures and stuff so i mean it's and i remember even like being younger like when my brother would say that like yeah they had that toy when i was a kid and thing and i'm like no that's brand new they're just showing the commercial now and he's like no that's been out like you know the whole thing he was like but instead of this racer it used to be an evil knievel thing but now they just rebranded it and put you know and I was just like, you know, and I thought he was making it up, but I guess it just all goes in cycles, you know, as we get older and grow out of it, they put it on the back burner a little bit, bring it back up. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, and they bring it back and they get us at the right age too, because we're adults with, with disposable income and then we have yes. kids. Many of us right. like, yeah, I mean, you want to share it with your son and see what they think. And if they get into it, then now it's, it's crazy now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, how it affects me now, um, I do, sometimes I do pine for some of the old stuff and then, you know, I start collecting and, you know, buying useless crap that I don't need, <laughs> you know, just, just to have it because, you know, I've bought, I wanted it as a kid and, um, you know, and I just, like I was watching a video with 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 the guy. He's in our circles, but he doesn't really do the weight loss thing. But he follows our accounts, and he had like one of the Transformers, the, the cassette deck, Shockwave, and he had it. And he was showing his desk, and I was just like, "Dude, I want that. I've always wanted that guy, and I never it was never at the stores, and I can never find it because it was so popular." I was like, "I want one," and then, and I saw myself looking for. I was like what do I need this for? <laughs> what am I trying to validate? Why am I going to spend money on this? And it was, I mean, it's like 50, 60 bucks to get one. And I was like, what do I need this for? But I'm like, I kind of do want it though. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't end up buying it, but you know, that yeah. I've noticed, you know, I do do impulse stuff like that. Just, you know, just well, to have it. It's like when you're talking about transformers, I instantaneously went to, cause I used to, I was obsessed with like, and a lot of kids, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with dinosaurs. I was ex- obsessed with Transformers. So when they had the, the dinosaur robots on there, Grimlock was my favorite. Oh, so yeah, like, yeah. I could totally see that if I came across that in packaging, I would pay way more for see? it. See? It, it, yeah, it's just like things you could, it, like, it goes back to, like, those things. We've we've talked about all these, the games, mm-hmm. the sneakers. Sneakers, yeah. like, that was a popular thing growing up in the 90s. You wanted these sneakers, and it was just like, I couldn't afford them then. But, yeah. hey, I'll, I'll drop an extra $100 just to own it now, just to say I have it, you know? Yeah. Well, and I was I was actually having that conversation today. And it's it's interesting one, because we talk about how the style comes back. And it's not mm-hmm. just Jordan, but, I mean, I've noticed Nike is, like, re-releasing. I, I have a, a swoosh hat that is the like the, the 1991 Andre Agassi style. So like all mm-hmm. neon colors and stuff, and this goes along with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reason I bought the the Jordan 5s was because I, when I was a kid, I wanted those and I could never- ne- Never get them, right. So like now that I can, I don't, I've only worn those things like twice, but like- <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so like, it's just, but, but I think that's kind of the big thing with the nostalgia is it's a little bit of an escape because, you know, it's always nice to kind of go back to those times. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, we're, we're adults, but like you said, we're kids at heart and eternal teens. Yeah. That, well, that's, that, uh, and I mean, I know it's another podcast and we spoke about it, um, but I notice a lot of those things. So, so like, you, you text a question, um, like, what do you think? And I'm just like, I sometimes I feel like I'm faking being an adult, you know, like, yeah. am I not, you know, it's like, cause I'm like, I don't remember my father being like this. My father would never have a, I mean, it's a different time, but I'm like, you would never have a basement full of arcade games like down here. And he would, it, would, it just was like, no nonsense. He wouldn't do that. And I'm, but I'm like, I do it because I can and I enjoy it. And I come down here half an hour at a time and I escape, you know, it's just like, piece of me or the skateboarding when it gets warm enough right now it's a little bit too cold (laughs) cold to be out there but when it gets warm enough it's just my escape and I enjoy it and heck my kid and then I have my kids involved so that's time for me and him me and him together to bond which is which is huge and even like you you see like my stories you'll see me playing the arcade games but I have my kids right along with me and they enjoy it, and that's like bonding time they're for us. Normal, yeah, so, they're normally involved, which I yes. always talk about with the games. Um, mm-hmm. One thing before we get into the games, because I know there's a whole story with that, <laughs> but like the whole thing of, uh, I think we all kind of do get tripped up on, you know, this isn't, I never would have seen my dad or my grandfather do any of this, but I think you also have to, you have to look at time periods, and it's just, it's crazy in the, 40 plus years that we've been alive, just how much things have changed. And if yeah. you look at 40 years before that, yes, there were technological advances, but it wasn't as rapid. And I think mm-hmm. because we've grown up with technology and that we've got these companies that have gotten really good at marketing products and pulling on, you know, telling stories that bring us back to childhood, um, there's so much that that plays into it that yeah it's a completely different experience but i think that all the time i'm like this is not what i thought being an adult was going to be like Um, yes yes yeah so i mean like that's just uh, but but that's definitely something that kind of kind of sticks in your mind now with the video games you mentioned that your boys are typically involved with you on that um Mm -hmm. coming coming over here from jamaica what was the, I mean, what, what was the big draw with video games? How did that start? And you mentioned the arcade that you have now. How do we get from where, <laughs> to where we are right now? All right. So basically the same story is like, you know, got uprooted. Um, I, you know, we moved, we moved to an area and like, I have no friends, none. But there's walking distance from my house. There's a bowling alley slash it was a bowling alley slash game room and then they had another building that had a roller skating rink and a game room and then they had like a mini golf thing so i would just like you know i didn't i didn't get an atari right away or any home systems but i remember walking in and seeing like there was like a pop you know they had about 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 20 games in there and a um, pin pin they had a couple of pinball machines and a um pool table um, in this game room. And I just remember just hanging out there and like, I would leave school, hang out there. I'd come home from the second I'd get home. I was like, come home, drop off my backpack, go into that game room. Um, sometimes I didn't even have a quarter and I didn't even have a quarter and I would sit there and I'd watch the guy fix him up. And he would sometimes, you know, 
give me a couple of free games on one of them because I'd be in there all the time and such. And that was like my life for like, I still say like two or three years of first moving here. Mm -hmm. So I just got like a love for it. It's like basically when a new arcade game, like I was like, oh, I remember when they pulled it, rolled in Indiana Jones. I could tell you when they rolled it in, when the truck came and when they put it and when they set it up and he, he, the guy coined it up and gave me a couple of free games. And I just remember playing, and it was like, I was like getting a new, like a new game, like yeah. for, say, say like my son getting a new PlayStation game. That was like the same, you know, excitement that I had once a new game got rolled in. Like I remember when like Neo Geo and I was like, oh my gosh. And he was opening it and putting the cartridge in and the guy was like, oh, you can make so much money. You know, he was like telling him like, you don't have to swap out the whole board. You know, you could just put in cartridges inside it and change out the games and it could have up to four games. And I just remember sitting there like as a kid, like the guy's like pushing me back, like you're going to get hurt. You, you, I'm trying to set this up and I'm all looking, <laughs> you know, I was just all into that stuff. So I got that love for that um, at that, at that point in my life. And then probably around, I say I want to say around the senior in high school, they just demolished the whole place. And, now it's like a Staples and a Burger King. <laughs> There's like nothing there now. So, but I just remember just like that feeling of going in there and it's like, oh, just like I would just hang out there for hours. Some, sometimes my father would like come down. I can remember my father coming down and like pulling me by my collar because like I'd be in there. I, I remember one time, because um, I used to have a paper route as well. And, you know, you would collect the money and you would have to pay the company that gave you and then whatever, like, so you say they would give you 50, the, the papers for $15 and you would deliver them and then you would collect and probably take home like 20 and then you paid them the 15 and then the $5 was what you made. And, or if you got some tips on top of it, you know, whatever you got on top of that $15. And I remember like I would just collect the money and go to the arcade and spend all the money. And then my father would have to come out of pocket to pay for the papers. And I remember I've been doing that for and then I remember like I was doing that and I'm like, you know, big shot. Hey, hey, you want to play a game? You know, go to the token machine, give them my friends. And I remember one day, like all my friends I'm playing, I think I'm playing Street Fighter and they're like, oh, Chris, go, go, go. And all of a sudden it got quiet. And I don't, I didn't even know, like, but my father had come in behind me. My friend saw, broke out. I'm still playing the game. And I just remember just the back of my neck because <laughs> I lived in that place. I lived in that place forever. But, um, you know, because I kept spending the money that my collection money. So, yeah, I didn't get I, I did get grounded. But that I just remember that feeling. So then when I first bought a house, because you, you and I had a very, very <laughs> good conversation on Street Fighter the other day. Uh -huh. I, I mean, that was one of those games. If you knew the patterns and the timing, you could take on all comers. And you, you could take on, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah you could. Yeah, I mean, we were, were talking about bison. <laughs> yeah, and, see, that was, you, and you, you had it down to a pack. <laughs> you had his moveset down. I was like, that's my moveset. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, I mean, and then it got it got to the point using him, like, it was it was just the challenge was just, you know, winning and and, you know, not getting hit. Cause like yes. actually the fight was, was just way too easy, but no, that was, oh my gosh. <laughs> Again, if you guys are anywhere between 40 and 45, we know that you played street fighter too. We know that you spent all of your, your work money on it. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm totally there, but I'm, I'm sorry. I had, I had to talk about that. <laughs> yes. Well, from there to your dad dragging you out by the collar to you having this arcade at home now. 
that you had? Yes. Yeah, so basically, um, we bought we got we got the um, you know we bought the house, and one of the things is like I need a basement. I was like, I don't care what the like you know the wife gets the rest of the house. I just want my I just want my basement. It's as long as it's kind of a finished basement, I could work with it. I'm fine. So so we you know we got the place, and I said, well, she's like. I said, well, I just want to, um, you know, get a pool table and maybe one machine, you know, one game machine. I, I didn't understand. I, I knew like I knew one person who had one. I think they must have had like a Galaga or uh, a Pac-Man in their house. So I knew people had them, but I wasn't really sure, you know, how how, how expensive they were and, and everything along those lines. So, um, you know, I went on Craigslist and I... And then I found one, I found a machine and guys like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, you know, he's like, I, you tell me what you want and I can put a couple of games in it. And, you know, he's like, I sell them for like 500, 600 bucks. So I said, all right, cool. I'm like, so I made an arrangement with them and he's like, yeah, come by my shop. Um, and then I'm like, oh, he has a shop. So I go, I go to his place. It's like, you know, a couple hours drive. It's in Western Mass, um, but it's a couple hours drive and I go out there and I go. And this dude's got a whole arcade in his basement. <laughs> He's got like 32 games. And I'm just like walking in like, oh, my gosh, you must be loaded. And he's like, no. He's like, he's like, it's like he kind of like sat me down and he was like showing me. And I'm like, I'm just like in awe. Like, yeah, dude, you got a whole thing. This is just what I want. And I'm like, this is the life. But I'm like, you must be loaded. He's like, no. He's like, um. He's like, nowadays, people could get these in one game. Nobody wants these big $200 machines. So he's like, I go to auctions or you have people who are like, hey, I have this old game thing that takes quarters. Just take it out of my basement. I don't, you know, my kids don't use it anymore and, yeah. and stuff like that. And I just want the space and stuff. Uh, sometimes even um, you find them on the side of the road and such. So he kind of gave me the rundown and he was like saying, like, you could keep it. It's like car collecting. You can yeah. have you can have the ones that, hey, it looks like an old car, but it's got a newer engine and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not totally, it's not totally, you know, retro. You know, it's got all new inside parts. It looks like an old car, but it's got all the newer parts in it. And people don't want those, like the whole, you know, LCD screen and stuff. But then if you have the Pac-Man with the old tube and the original boards and stuff like that and painted, then those go for a little bit more and such so it's like you know it's in that hobby so he kind of broke me down so i was like i got one and then i was like oh i want a driving game and you know i'm like bored with this one now and i want a driving game i was like well i'm bored with that one now i want this game and it's like well i want one with more game newer games like i got the first one it had like you know the pac-man the centipede all the older games but i'm like uh, uh i also like the newer stuff too and then so i got another machine and then it got crazy. <laughs> it got a little bit out of head. Like it's like oh, I want a pinball. Oh, I want to sit one down one. Like I used to play at um Pizza Hut, and you well, know it just grew from that. Because I, I've seen you with the sit down one. Now, do you have the Pizza Hut red plastic cups yet? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I mean, that's like an accessory that you ought to have, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I would love to have that. I've yeah. actually. I actually saw a guy on, you know, because they have like the Facebook forums and some guy actually redid his whole basement and it's got the Pizza Hut menu and he's got the brick walls and he's got the sit down one with the red cups and he has a booth and everything. It's just crazy. <laughs> so some of the lights people go to. We went to this pizza by the slice place over the summer and it was funny. Like I went in with a group of my friends and we're like, 
there, they had one table that had the old Pizza Hut lamp hanging over it, and that's because <laughs> that's the only one to sit at. Um, exactly. So you you started with this because this was a hobby that that you had as a kid, and it really took you back when you when you went down and saw this guy's basement. But how mm-hmm. did your mention want to do this because your son was kind of was introverted he likes video games you wanted to, to have him do some other things it's kind of how he got into this skateboarding but how did your your boys get involved with the video games because every time i see you playing on instagram mm-hmm. so, so but the the funny thing is the 13 year old and my older son they care less about them they just think like they they just they don't care about the older games. They want they're always on the, the PS4 or PS5 now, and you know and doing the thing. They could care less. The two younger ones just love it, you know, because they're like you know they play Mario on the Switch, and they're like, oh well, this is the original Mario, so it's just the lineage of it, yeah. and they they pick up. And then like the younger one, I mean, those games, most of these games like Pac-Man, it has no buttons. You just move the stick. So. Yeah it's not as complicated as most of yeah. the newer games where you have to be, you know, you have to have both hands on the controller and pr- pressing triggers and doing this. So it's very easy for them to pick up. So they start up, you know, with that or the Gallagher, it's just a control and one button. So they kind of like that or the pinball, you just, you know, they don't even, you know, try to do it. They just keep pressing it and flipping it. So, you know, they pick up on those and then, eventually they kind of you know they grow out of it um because my 13 year old was like that too like he would play like the pac-mans and stuff with me but after now it's kind of like he's just graduated to the you know playing his tony hawk and whatever on the newer stuff and you see you just brought everything back full circle that's the second mention of tony hawk that we've But no, man, I, I, I always love hearing the stories about the arcade and how that's transitioned into what you've done. And mm-hmm. I think the cool thing for anybody that is, because um, we all, man, I, I, I think all of us remember being in the arcade when they would sell your favorite machine. Like, yes. To make room for the new thing, but you saw like a price tag on it. And you know, yes. everybody, man, if I have real, if I have, when I have real money, I'm actually going to buy this. And then it was kind of depressing when they would wheel it away when somebody bought it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what you're saying is it, it's actually pretty easy to come across the cabinets. There's mm-hmm. ways to do this with updated technology to where it's not as much a collector type thing, but for somebody that's looking for nostalgia and enjoyment, mm-hmm. it's perfect. So, yep. I mean, they have that company who just, who does, who that's what they do, um, Arcade One Up. You've, you've seen them at the Walmarts and stuff, like they kept coming out. Um, I mean, it looks, it's got the form factor of what you remember, but it's not this big hulking machine. It's kind of, you know, kind of, you know, like the, it, I guess it's, it's like Ikea. It's like yes. the Ikea, it's like comes in a little box and you put it together and it looks like what you remember. So you yeah. can play like your Simpsons and Ninja Turtles or NBA Jam and, and such like that, you know. <laughs> All of those, but especially that Simpsons game. Oh, oh yeah. That thing, that thing was crazy. And then the Ninja Turtle arcade game. Was yes. Not, NBA Jam yes. was just, was just crazy. So, all right, man. Well, on, on this particular podcast episode, we will wrap up. Now, as uh, Chris alluded to, there's a bunch of other episodes that he and I have done. Those are also linked up on in both the show notes and the website page for this. Uh, I'm going to send them over to your Instagram. Is there anywhere else that I should send folks while they've, uh, while they've been listening to us? Here? I live on Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, Facebook, like my Facebook, Facebook to me right now is like a RoboCop's version of Detroit. Like that's 
you know, it's all boarded up and that I, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that too. I, I was on Facebook the other day for the first time in a while and I'm like, oh, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, it's, it's always a blast when we get together and talk about this stuff. Uh, thank you again for, for coming on. And as always, there's more stuff that we can talk about. So I'm sure we'll, we'll be doing it again at some point. All right, man. Uh, good to, always good catching up with you, man. Good talking uh, to you, man. We'll talk soon. See you. All right. Have a good one.